Welcome to Royal Grace Chapel, the empowerment center where faith comes alive through inspiring messages and teachings. At Royal Grace Chapel, our mission is to empower you to connect with God in worship, relationship with other believers, and enable you to fulfill your purpose for global impact. We believe in the power of transformation through the Word of God, and that's exactly what you'll experience as you journey with us through our plethora of messages. Get ready to be equipped, uplifted, and empowered on your path of faith. Be transformed as you listen to today's empowering message. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 29, New Living Translation says, The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity. Hmm. And it destroys the wicked. It does what? It destroys the wicked. Hallelujah. How many of us remember the scripture that says the name of the Lord is a strong tower? There's even a song for it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous ran into it and it's safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Yeah, it's a song thrower. It's a strong thrower. The name of the Lord is a, for the righteous. Someone with moral uprightness. Someone with integrity. It is a strong thrower. It is a strong thrower. But unto the wicked... Is what? It's destruction. It's destruction. The moment you lack integrity, you make yourself an enemy of God. Our God is a God of integrity. And he cannot accommodate anybody that is without integrity. Even we human beings, when you see or you patronize somebody without integrity, how do you feel? Is it not cheated? You've gone to buy one kilo of fish. The person has twisted the scale because of lack of integrity. And you went back home with only 500 grams or 600 grams of fish. Then you go somewhere else and you've been buying it like that for two years. You didn't know. One day, say one day, you went to somebody with integrity and you bought the same fish. And the fish that you used to cut into just eight pieces became 16 pieces. No. How would you feel about that person who had been displaying lack of integrity for the past two years and you have trusted if you see any of your friends that want to go there, what would you say? Don't go there. You will feel cheated. You will feel insulted. You will feel that this person is a very wicked person. Wicked. But has the person done any charms on you? Has the person, you know, stepped on you in any way or used stick on you? But the actions, the lack of integrity that the person has displayed over time makes the person a wicked person. And so that's why the Bible says here that the way of the Lord is a stronghold with, to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. If you lack integrity... You cannot say the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I will run into it and I am saved. The name of the Lord becomes a rolling rock to you. Ro you know, have you seen cartoon before? Rolling rock from the hill, big rock like this. You know in cartoon, people don't die. And the, the, the big rock will flatten them up and they will stand up again. But in reality, if you see a rolling rock, what do you do? 
It's like seeing a falling trailer from the third uh, or from a bridge. Any car that is underneath that is smashes remains smashed for life. It does not pop up again. It's only in cartoon that cars are smashed. Then it will just pop again, boom, after it has been smashed. But in real life, it doesn't happen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's deliverance. It's healing. It's provision. It's covering for those with integrity. But for those that are without integrity, a.k.a. Wicked, it is what? Destruction. Hallelujah. We need to understand this. We need to memorize this scripture so that we can begin to model our lives as one with integrity. Hallelujah. It's like a building. A building, when you look at a building, integrity in the building can be likened to the bricks and the cement. Integrity in the building can be likened to what? Every building has its aesthetics. Aesthetics are beautiful things that are attached to the building. When you look at this our building, you could see that these curtains, the paints, you know, are the demarcations. They are all aesthetics to make to beautify the building. There are some buildings you will enter and you'll be wondering, is this a palace or what? How many of us have entered hotels like that that you will see big chandeliers? Uh, and uh, you will see that the roofings are the dazzling, the floor, the tiles. But is it the tiles that is a solid structure? When it comes to the floor, what is the solid part of it? The foundation. Is the foundation pretty when they are doing it? Will people wear high heels to do foundation? But you know, on beautiful towels, there are kinds of shoes that you wear and you, and, you, and you pose like this. Your shoes are clean. But when the foundation is being dug, everywhere is muddy. Everywhere is dirty. You go down to the big... Integrity, for you to have integrity, is the raw state. It's the solid state. Part of a building with integrity is the cement and the bricks. Every building it cuts across. If you see any building that they call the permanent building, it must have it. If it is a temporary building, it can be done with what? Yeah, tent. It can be done with what again? Wood, bamboos. It can be done with aluminium, you know. But if a certain kind of wind comes, what happens? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It can carry it in kilometers. If some kind of heavy rain comes, it can flood it away. Hallelujah. But a building with strength and with good structure and solid structure, it remains. Integrity is a solid part of us, not the aesthetics. It's not the beautiful part of us. That's why everybody can be beautiful. But is everybody solid? It's integrity is what determines the solidness of a person, even in the relationship. Integrity is the solid part of a relationship. They can be the beautiful part that you show to everybody. But the solid, the inner, inner part that is hidden by the beauty, by the aesthetics and everything, that is what is called integrity. That part that does not shake. That part that when you put nail in, it can stand. You know that if you put nail in a, in, a, in a structure that is not solid, it will just go in and it will be dangling, right? But if it is in a solid part of the building, what happens? It sticks. It can carry weights. It can hang things. It can take things and still be standing. 
and not fall apart. That is integrity. Hallelujah. So you have to come to the realization that when it comes to people, their integrity is not determined by how beautiful and how lovely they look. Facial expressions does not determine integrity. Good dressing is not integrity. Eloquent speech is not what? Integrity. The physical things that you see people able to do. Talents. Abilities. These things are not integrity. Integrity is a deep, solid, stable part of our lives. Those things that we are resolved about. That thing that we have built consciously that as for me, morally, morally, I will be upright. Hallelujah. And we have to, you know, pay attention to them. They are not things that come by chance. They are things that come by hard work. Building. Putting this on this consciously. Not cover up. It is not what we cover up. It is what we are made of. A building that is made of wood remains made of wood. It can change to brick, right? But it has to change. It does not convert to brick by itself. The wood has to be removed. The foundation has to be dug. Depending on how high, how high the building wants to go will determine how deep the foundation will be. I was talking to Reverend about somebody that called him some days ago. And that man was always particular about what you are saying. Aligning with the, what you have said before, aligning with what you have said now. I said to him, I said, the industry works in. There are lots of liars. So such people, and he has been able to get to the very top in that industry. Such people can smell a lie a thousand miles away. One thousand miles away, they can, if you, are, if you want to cook up the lie. Because they already know every shade of it. And that has made them value people that are truthful. So once they know that you are truthful, they always gauge it every time and consider that and consider it again and again. Is this man still with integrity every time? Depending on how high you want to go, you think that, oh, those people that have been able to establish a name and, a, and their businesses up there and they have become a global, you think they just got there? People don't trust in things or in other people or in other organizations without integrity. What are bankers selling to us, the banking industry? What are they selling to us? I was discussing with Reverend also. He said, the thing they are selling to us is what? Integrity. That if you go there, you will get your money. Integrity. Deposit with us. When you need it, come for it. We'll give it back to you. Imagine if you have to go back three times before you get your money. That you needed for something that you deposited. What would you do the day you get the money? You would just be waiting. And imagine if everybody wants to withdraw their money from the bank. What do you think will happen? Will there still be a banking industry? What they are selling is integrity. Integrity is a core of prosperity, of elevation in our lives. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. So, a pile of beautiful things is not a solid, stable structure. How beautiful you are does not determine your integrity. You know, because every one of us knows that beauty fades. Even nowadays, let's even leave beauty fade aside. The beauty you see in the money at work, 
It's not the beauty you will see in the night after work. Uh-huh. If you see people when they wash their faces at night, you might not be able to relate them with what you saw in the morning. Or even in the afternoon. Nowadays, it changes like lights. It changes like lights. Integrity is not beautiful. In fact, some people, I had to talk to some ladies around me recently. I said, when you are not in your house, please don't remove your hair. You know there's a way you can remove your hair. Guys, you don't know. Ask the ladies beside you, they know. You will see the hair looking so beautiful, gorgeous. In the morning, in the afternoon after service, some have the audacity to remove the hair. <laughs> Integrity. Keep it. Let it be solid. Why have you put something that is making you feel like you are in the oven on your head? If you feel that it's not a comfortable venture, don't, don't do it at all. For the sake of your words. Physical integrity. Hallelujah. Anything that changes every time does not have integrity. Integrity is solid and stable. It does not change with events. It does not change with circumstance. It does not change with people's opinions. It does not change with feelings. It does not change with pressure. It remains. You will see rain falling, thunder, striking, everything. But the building that is solidly built will do what? We remain standing. You will see a very solid breeze blowing, carrying buckets, carrying uh, 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 kiosks, carrying all kinds of things. Some roofings will follow. But a building that is solid will remain. A building that is built with integrity will remain under any onslaught of changes that may occur. A character that is built with integrity will not collapse under pressure. It will remain standing. Hallelujah. And that is why God calls himself what? I am that I am. I am the same that I am yesterday. I am the same. So who, who sent you? Say, I am that I am. I am that remains. I am. Hallelujah. So we must understand this. Amen. Where are the areas of integrity or what are the areas of our lives we must focus on to build integrity? What are the areas of our lives we must focus on to build what? Integrity. What are those areas? Number one. We must build integrity in our words. We must build integrity in what? In our words. What we say must be constant. It must be examinable. It must be proof-worthy. It must not be fabricated. Integrity must be in what you, you don't say, ah, I'm inviting you to my birthday party. It's going to be a blast. There'll be jollof fries, fried rice, chicken, drinks. Meanwhile, you know it's only Zobo and Popov. You've said all the wrong things. You say, how are they going to come if I don't say it like that? Ah, my God. They have asked you, you know, at an interview to, to talk about yourself. You are talking about somebody else you have read about. Not you. You know that all these things that you are saying, you don't know how to do it. Hallelujah. If you do not develop integrity in your words, 
people will see you as a liar. You must look at what you say diligently and check it and check it and check it and be sure that what you are saying 100% is the truth. It is not all right for it to be 90% true. It's not all right for it to be 98% true. Many of us have become experts in diluting our truth or our words with a tiny, tiny little lie. The Bible says, a little living, living at the entire lump. That little living, have you tried yeast before? Put yeast, a little yeast like this, huh? in flour. And you see how it will swell up and spoil if you don't do something about it. A little is enough. You don't, you don't need too much lie. You don't need to... You don't need a lot of it. You don't need, you don't need 5%. Yes, 1% is okay for Satan to come into your, your words, to walk through your words and come into your life and start destroying things. It's enough for your image to be tainted. It's enough for your person to be tainted. It's enough for people to look down on your words. Because see, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Except it is not hidden. Except. So, you have said 99% truth with your words. And you know the confidence with which you will say it because you know that at least 99% is true. You see, that 1% can bring a whole bucket load, keg load of shame that will make the remaining 99% questionable. Many of us have used our, our, our lack of integrity. Huh? We have used hastiness. We have used our lack of, you know, diligently examining ourselves to ruin our reputations by ourselves. You know, when people lie on you or people lie concerning you or what you have done, you could be vindicated when the truth comes out, right? But when you lie in your, uh, uh, in, in relating your words to somebody else, then who is going to vindicate you? Are you understand what I'm saying? When the lie eventually comes out, it will be more damaging to you because you said it yourself. You said it knowingly. You say, ah, what he said? Oh, so this is what happened. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. The kind of damage that we can do to ourselves comes from the place of integrity. Hallelujah. So we must have integrity of our words in the areas of our words. Don't be in a hurry. That's what the Bible says. Be slow to speak and quick to hear. If you are slow with your speech, it will give you time to examine what you want to say. I have come to realize that most lies comes when you are gisting and everybody is laughing and, not, and talking thoughtlessly. Because you also want to say something that will impress other people or make other people laugh. Hey. You just put some things, bam, and you know, ah. But eventually, those things find their way out. They are like smoke. They can't be covered up. They will escape. Hallelujah. So if you have this understanding, it will help you to be very careful and to take the counsel of God seriously. Think about what you want to say. Know that everything that you are saying is the truth. And it does not apply to some categories of people. Not, uh, when I was talking to my pastor then, I had to have integrity. When I'm talking to my friend, not so much. When I'm talking to my family members, not so much. No! That's not how it ought to be. Hallelujah. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. 
We must also have integrity or, or seek to build integrity in her words, in our self-worth, in our self-worth. Stop presenting yourself as what you are not. It's called pride. Stop introducing yourself. CEO, chief executive, and you don't have a bike. You get what I am saying? What is executive about you when you are still struggling to make hands meet? How you understand what I am saying? Stop struggling to be in the same room or rubbing shoulders with those that are far ahead of you. It doesn't mean that you should not seek counsel from them or you should not seek connections with them, but you should not seek to, to, to be in the same level where you know that you have not risen there. Stop declaring a self what that is false to the general public just because you want to gain certain respect, certain honor. You want to be seen in a certain way. If God does not build a house, those are laboring are laboring in vain. If it's not a solid thing that has substance and integrity, when the pressure comes, the fall will be worse than how the higher you go, the higher the, the greater the fall. It's like when the Bible says that when you enter a gathering, don't be quick to sit in the front. Wait to be called there. Because if somebody that is more important comes in, you will be demoted shamefully. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is lack of integrity that thinks that makes you think that mm -mm, I'm not, you know, haven't you met people like that? Or are you somebody like that? You have to check in your self-worth. This is it. You have to be honest with yourself. It helps you to be humble. It helps you to be humble. It helps you to grow. It helps you to receive promotion. Understanding is where I am. And knowing, trusting God to promote you. Don't be quick to promote yourself. And to declare what you don't have. And be deceitful about what is not present. It makes us say those things that we don't, we are not supposed to say. It makes us do those things that we are not supposed to do. It makes people believe. How many of us have had uncles before that had made promises to us? I would do so, 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 and so. And it becomes stories upon stories. It's most likely that it's not that they don't want to do it too, but they do not have the means to do it. But everybody sees them as big. It's a trap of, a, of, a, of the enemy. And it can ensnare just about anybody, especially if you do not have integrity of your worth. The next one is integrity of moral principles. Moral principles are principles guiding right or wrong. Integrity of what? We must strive to build our integrity of what? Moral principles. Those things that are right or wrong. Principles of right or wrong. It cuts across every sector. Moral principles can be found in the medical line. It can be found in the law line. It can be found in uh, trades. It can be found in vocations. It can be found in careers. It is found in schools, examinations. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is found in relationships. No matter how 
uh, uh, perverted people are. They still know what is morally right or wrong. There are morally accepted, acceptable standards of marriage. There are morally acceptable standards of family. That's why you see siblings don't marry each other. In-laws don't marry each other. Have you seen it? So if um, we are in-laws now, for instance, you don't see maybe my mother-in-law or, or my mom, you know, maybe if she was single, going to marry my father-in-law. Do you understand? It becomes weird. It becomes something. There are moral standards everywhere. We must strive to build ourselves in moral uprightness. What are those things that are morally wrong? And these are things that you must decide to do by yourself. For yourself. It's not something that you can be pressured into, but any, because anything you are pressured into does not stand the test of time in your life. We must understand it that moral uprightness is not peculiar to religion. It's not peculiar to Christianity. It is what God, the God of creation, has put in place for every one of us to strive to attain in ourselves. Especially we as children of God, we are the light of the world. We are supposed to be an example of moral uprightness. The church is supposed to be an example of moral uprightness. You know, sometime uh, I spoke to those that were uh, just new members in the church, and one of them spoke to me. But ah, you know, the ministers—is this how the suspension goes and all that? You know, there's a there's a, there's a difference in categorization when it comes to the church. The way discipline will be mented out to an ordinary member is completely different from the way discipline will be meted out to a worker and then to anybody in the ministerial team. And the foundation of that is because we are the light. If the light loses its light, wherewith which will it be lighted? If the salt loses its taste, what will you use to salt it? The salt is not supposed to... So now, a, a minister in the church is supposed to be the height of the salt in taste. If he loses his saltiness, if he loses his saltiness, is there not a big problem at hand? Where will people go to find salt to salt it because it's supposed to be the salt if it loses its light where are people going to look for light for light it's impossible that's why everything must be done so that those that are supposed to be living examples to the entire world must retain their relevance their qualities Hallelujah. When it comes to moral uprightness in the order of the church, and an ordinary member must not possess more moral uprightness than a minister. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is total perversion for a minister, for somebody like me as a pastor, to be fornicating. Are you understand what I'm saying? When somebody in the congregation who has just become a new Christian is not fornicating. I'm supposed to be the one guiding, and you understand what I'm saying? Guiding the new baby that this is how to work. This is how to carry your steps. If me, myself, I now start dragging my chest on the floor and crawling, how am I going to teach the baby how to walk? How am I going to hold the baby's hands to walk? When I myself, as old as I am, I decide that I will not stand up. I will just be rolling around. Who will teach the children how to walk? How am I going to potty train 
a child or a baby, as a matured person, how am I going to say, stop using diaper? Eh? Sit down on the potty. This is how to do it. When me, myself, as big as I am, I stand in a place and I be on my body. I stand in a corner and I pull on my body. People pass by and the smell took away. Just by me passing. There's a stench. Okay, how do you expect somebody like me, matured, to teach a two-year-old that don't pull on your body? Don't be on. If the salt loses its saltiness, what is it going to be salted with? Moral values, moral uprightness is supposed to be developed as we grow in the Lord. Stages. We ought not to go back to our vomit. You said you would not fornicate again. Three months down the line, you pull on your body again. You say you will not wear on your body again. Two months down the line, you are creating mini rivers everywhere. Hey. God is not interested in committing greatness into the hands of anybody without integrity. Because it will be like giving a pearl to a pig. The pig is not decent enough to handle greatness. The pig is not neat enough to handle treasures. It's going to roll in the mud with no matter the carat of silver or diamond that you put around his neck. If you roll in the mud. Except it changes from being a pig. You better collect the precious things from him or her. Except you change from being a pig. You can go. God is not <laughs> a fool. God is not that emotional that he will leave the inheritance of his people in the hands of a pig. Anybody without integrity, if you look at the pig as an animal, it lacks integrity true and true. I've worked in the pig pen before. My husband used to have a pig farm. And I've gone there to personally clean for, I think, a number of years, right? And one of the things is that there is always water in the pig uh, farm. And you go in there with hose of water. A lot of water that you don't even need for normal animals, though. Because they will pull everywhere, pull in their water house everywhere. And then you wash everything. You wash it. You wash the uh, water pen. The food pen is different from the water pen. You wash it up. You fill with new water. You fill with new food. Come back two days later. You will see maggots. Come back three days. Come back a week later you will not believe it's the same thing that you just washed. Integrity. A pig is an example of someone without integrity. Treasures cannot be committed into the hands of such a person. So it's something that we should, we should build moral principles. That is another area of our integrity that is very very important. We must also build integrity in our parents. Integrity must reflect in how we look. There must be an in, there must be consistency in what you look like. Have you been to some people's houses before and see them in bomb shorts and crop top? On the street with something on their head saying they are fetching water or something. Meanwhile, in the church, you are in the choir. Your skirt is always hoppy here. And your collared shirt. Hey. 
integrity in what you look like, let it come, come across. Appearance, physical appearance. We've discussed integrity in your words. How you speak in certain areas must be, be, be the same as how you, how you speak with people that are very close to you. Integrity should reflect in how you look. It must cut across. I must not meet you somewhere and be shocked. It must be something that, because there is a moral way of dressing. How many people agree with me? There is a moral way of appearing. It doesn't have anything to do with the church or religion. It is morally as, you know, as much as schools are not the uh, best place sometimes to make the most of money, right? But when you see teachers in the school, you know they are teachers. Am I right or wrong? There are things that are acceptable with their parents. It doesn't have to matter what you, it must cut across the, the way you are presented, the way you look, the way you present yourself in the choir, the way you present yourself at home, the way you present yourself at work. You have short church clothes, you have work clothes, you have club clothes. You have events clothes. Every one of them categorized. Your pastor must not see you in some sections. Hey. It is lack of integrity. And we must work on this. We must work to make our words with integrity. We must work to make our, our, our appearance with integrity. What else must we work on? We must work to make our worth what we present ourselves at has with integrity and we must work to make our morals uh, uh, with uh, moral principles uh, upright with integrity. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. What are the signs that there are problems with our integrity? There are some signs. Signs. Turn to somebody say signs. We have talked about the areas where you know, we must work on it. But what are the signs that will show you that there is need for you to work on your integrity? Number one, selfishness. Turn to somebody and say, are you selfish? Turn to somebody else and say, am I selfish? Do you think I'm selfish? Get an answer, get an answer. Maybe, maybe you are lucky to be sitting by who knows you. Hallelujah. When you get home, ask that person that is very close to you if you are bold enough. Ask, that, ask your wife, am I selfish? Do you think I'm selfish? Ask your friend, ask your husband, am I selfish? Do you think I'm selfish? Why do you think I'm selfish? Listen to what they are saying and improve. Selfishness points to lack of integrity. There is an issue on ground, but do this for me first. That's selfishness. I don't care what is going on. No. Do my own and do it now. After that, selfishness is putting yourself first, regardless of whatever consequence that may follow. Regardless of whatever protocols you are breaking. I know that some of us I, I can, are familiar with what I am saying. Regardless of the things that may be affected, some relationships have been put in the dustbin because of selfishness. Me, myself, and I. This is what I want now. Regardless of what will happen after. Regardless of what I will lose. Let me get this thing Selfishness points to lack of integrity. And if we identify these traits in ourselves, if you have somebody in your life that can be honest with you to talk to you about 
selfishness as a trait he or she has observed in you, it will do you well to work on it because it will help you to build integrity in yourself. Remember that a person with integrity will be the first bearer of the fruit of that integrity. Yes. You enjoy the fruit of your integrity first before you can extend to other people. In fact, integrity that you have is really, you know, something that people can take advantage of from you. You are the one because people now believe in you and they are able to trust you with valuable things. Hallelujah. Lack of transparency is another uh, integrity problem. Sign of integrity problem. Lack of transparency. Not getting what is seen. The state of not being able to be completely honest with one person in your life. I'm not saying that you should be able to talk to everybody about everything that is happening in your life. That one is garrulous. There are some people that everybody they see. Uh -huh. You see what happened? Uh -huh. Then another person. They spread it like wildfire. That's not good. Be afraid of such people because the same way they can talk of other people to 100 people. It's the same way they, they, when they see whatever is wrong, they will talk to 100 people about you also. When you see somebody who is not able to keep short and keep talking around, be weary of such. It's not friend material. No matter how friendly their face looks. Hallelujah. But at the same time, for you to be sure you have integrity, there must be at least one person in your life that knows everything about you, not some things. Many of us, we would realize that you, you tell a certain version to this person, a certain version to... For you to have integrity, there must be somebody you are completely honest with. Completely. Lack of integrity makes you keep important part of yourself. Nobody, you become a murky water that nobody can see the underneath. Sheep don't drink from murky waters. Even as human beings, if you see water that you cannot see the bottom, will it, is it something that you want to put your hand in and drink? Crocodile and be hiding under. You put your hand, your hand goes. You know crocodile? Anaconda. All kinds of strange things can be under. Because of that, there are some animals that will never drink from murky waters. Sheep. Don't drink from murky waters. Don't be a murky water. It's lack of integrity that make one person or a person, you know, not completely transparent with anybody. Nobody can see your bottom. Nobody can see what you're struggling with. Nobody can know. Nobody really knows who you are. Who you are. Nobody can tell completely. Murky waters. It is one of the signs of lack of integrity. Hallelujah. Low self-esteem is another sign of integrity problem. Low self-esteem. You feel that you are not this. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The moment you feel that you cannot do it, you don't have the ability to do it. You also have the ability to cut corners. Or to be selfish. Or to do something you are not supposed to do. What's happening? Why do you think a lot of people are yahoo yahoo or, like I said, yahoo yahoo yahoo, ham robbers, right? Yes, data ham robbers, internet ham robbers, and all kinds of things. Why do you think that the result to that is low self-esteem? They feel that it's not possible to be successful legally. But is that true? Is it true? There are lots of people. But many people are not willing to do things the right way. And mainly because of low self Oh, I didn't go to school enough. I, didn't, I, I don't have enough money. I don't. It shall provide all. It's because we have refused to trust in the God that has created us. Everything he has said concerning us will be fulfilled. Or because we are not ready to do those things that will readily make us a, a, a channel of blessings that God has declared. 
Hallelujah. Another sign of integrity problem is saying more than you do. I learned this thing many years ago when I was teaching the teenagers. There was a particular girl in my class, young lady now. And I made some promises that I was going to give certain gifts. And I forgot. So one day we were talking about integrity. Not quite long. I think a couple of months later. And everybody was asking a question. Then, then she asked, you know, there are some people in your class that you have to be weary of. Because when they ask the question, it will look like bomb. And then she asked, you know, what do you call, oh no, I don't even think we're talking about integrity. We're talking about some certain matters that has to do with trust and all. So she said, what do you call when somebody promises you something but doesn't come true eventually? Then I said, I answered, it's lack of integrity. It means that that person has, you know, said more than he can do. He said, okay. So does that mean that when you promised us that you were going to buy us so, 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 and so in about three months ago, it can also be called lack of integrity? You know, I went blank. Hallelujah. I said, when? Then she explained thoroughly, like a cat. I looked at her. You know, you can't smack, uh, but I felt like smacking her. Hallelujah. Why can't you just call me to one corner and tell me and remind me? Why? And I said, I'm sorry. That was not the point of making excuses. Or saying that, oh, you shouldn't have said that. That's rude of you. Don't you know I'm, I'm your pastor? I said, I'm sorry. I truly did not remember. I will make it up. If I don't make it up, please remind me. And that was it. I felt ashamed of myself. Because I had preached a beautiful message about trust and saying what you do. And me, myself, I was bankrupt of it. Hallelujah. Without even knowing. So, it is... An integrity problem is when you say more than you intend to do. You put on your flyer that come from, uh, uh, what is it called? Movie night. And you have put popcorn. You put drink. You put chicken. You put salad. You put everything. You put it on the distance. Movie night is going to be a fab. You know that the only thing you are sharing is that sachet popcorn. You have put a whole bucket of popcorn with a drink, with chicken by the side and chips in the flyer. Hey. Hallelujah. Hey. And people sit and say, oh, it's going to be a problem. And they come. Meanwhile, it's only what? <laughs> Somebody said Google. <laughs> That's it, with pure water. Hallelujah. So don't say, when you are fond of saying more than you intend to do, so that you can get people motivated and calm, it is a sign of lack of integrity, and you must work on it. Say what you intend to do. It doesn't matter how many people will follow you because of that, but those that follow you will trust in you, that you will deliver on what you have said you will do. It's especially very difficult to lead children that are so trusting when you do not have this in place. If you're a father and you talk to your children that we are going to be going uh, shopping, and you take them to what is it called? Luku's place. Malam's place. And you're buying 10 naira sweets for them. And you call it shopping. Shopping. The day somebody takes them shopping, they will lose their trust in you. Because one day, Somebody will truly take them shopping. I remember a, a, teacher, a children teacher in this church told the children sometime, he says, we are going to the zoo. We are going to be taking you to the zoo. And all the children, in the early days of the church, all the children dressed up. They were going to see animals in the zoo. But do you know where this teacher took them? Abatio. 
Abatio. Wow. Abatio. Is it is, is no animals you are going to see? You're going to see where they're killing animals. And the children that are stressed up. Abatio was just a bike away from where they were living. Zoo. Zoo. They had, the children were in school. They know when you say zoo. It involves animals like uh, lions, tigers, everything. And they dressed up for zoo. And you took them. They, you should know that the, the teacher lost his integrity. That Because I didn't even know about the event. But many years later, the children have become men and ladies. They said, do you know that this man told us that we are going to the zoo and took us to Abatio. Now they can tell the difference. In fact, then he said, they said eh, he even told them that it's, it's, it's a zoo. This zoo is a zoo. Until much later they realized that it was not a zoo at all. It was not a zoo at all. Hallelujah. Don't say more than you can do. It always backfires on your integrity. It is a sign that you lack integrity. Do what you say and say what you can do. If you are a wife, don't say you are going to prepare monkey in a dark shadow for your husband. Sweet and sour pork chops. But you don't know the, where, the place they even sell the ingredients. I'm going to impress you and prepare a delightful meal for me. Why? You know, it's still that about okra. Delightful meal. He will not trust in you again. Promises and failing say more than you can do. Huh. If you're a husband too, you have to keep your integrity intact, especially to those that are very close to us. Especially to those that are very close to us. These are the people that can help us check our integrity. You want to do an integrity test check? Ask the person that is closest to you. They are the ones that can help you monitor because it's, it's, it's easier to, to show the world our aesthetics, the painted faces. But when you get back home and you want to sleep, they are the ones that see the real face. They are the ones that knows the real thing. They are the ones that knows whether you truly have what is called integrity or not. They are the ones with which we should practice our integrity. They are the ones with which we should say and do first. Before you go to the, to the outermost part of the world, you have to affect your Jerusalem and your Judea. The outermost part of the world comes later. Integrity is not a big deal. Integrity is not, a, it's not a, something that is far-fetched. It is something that you can get. It is something that you can do once you decide that this is how I want things in my life. A good name, the Bible says, is better than silver and gold. You must understand that. That I want to build a good name for myself. I want Joseph Felicia Oluwafumilayo to be resonated with integrity. To be renowned for integrity. Everybody has a name. In fact, our names are so important that it, ha it will be written in the book of life. And you understand, it's our names. You might not be like somebody else, but you can build integrity on your name. And it will become, it's, it's when, when the Bible says it will make you a name and a fame. When he said that, nobody with, a person without integrity cannot be made a name and a fame in the world. How will people identify with you if you don't have integrity? The foundation of that scripture, and will make you a name and a fame, is integrity. Is integrity. Stop claiming what you are not doing. That is called being a thief. There are some things when, prophecies when they are released, and blessings when they are released from the scripture, 
when you say amen and you're not doing what it entails, it's empty. Hallelujah. It is time for us to turn around from those things that we used to do wrong and begin to build a good name for ourselves. We don't have eternity to do that. You have to start step by step. When you see how a building is built, it starts with a foundation. There is no rush in it. Am I right, engineer? There is no rush in it. You have to, first of all, get diggers, right? Everyone. It's either you use human diggers or you use a, a machine digger. But even the machine digger is operated by human beings. It has to be dog first. It has to, everybody needs to be dirty. It has to be dog. Then there has to be cement put in the ground before you start laying the blocks around and putting more concrete and build, depending on how high you want it to go. It is a process, a daily process, a constant building, a constant thing that you constantly put on top of each other, a little here, a little there. It is not automatic that all of a sudden you will become a man or a woman of integrity that is known worldwide. It starts from your environment. Then you build. Have you seen a building that has, is a foundation that is seen before? No. It is as it rises up that people begin to see it. And when it goes to the first story, more people will see. Second story, even more people will see. Third story, even more people will see. Fourth story, even more people will see. That is what integrity is. The more we consistently build on it, the better we are. The better we are. The better we are. Those people that are not seeing you before, when you were at the foundation level, they will see you when you're on the first story. Those people that were not seeing you on the first story, they will see you on the second story. They will see you on the third story. The more you go high, the more you build on your integrity, the more visibility you gain. Just like a building. Integrity is a structure. A solid one that entails work. That entails consistency. That entails an everyday, you know, uh, putting together of things to make sure that it continues to receive height and good in our lives. I pray that the Lord will help you. Can we stand to our feet this night? Stand to your feet. I want you to talk to the Lord. The first foundation of integrity is where our heart lies. We need to believe the scripture that says we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you decide to seek these two things, everything we need will be added to us. It takes integrity to seek these two things. I want you to talk to God and say, Father, give me the grace. Give me the grace to seek your kingdom and his righteousness. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. That is the point where you begin to build your integrity. What is your vision? What is your focus? Who do you seek to please? Who do you seek to please? Who are those people that you are following? What is that company that you are keeping? What is that content in your heart? Does it need to change to fit into the vision of seeking God and his kingdom? To seeking God and his righteousness. Talk to him. And say, Lord, I submit to your leading from today. Give me the grace to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. Help me to build my integrity. Help me to build a good name for myself. Give me the grace to build a good name for myself. Help me to build my integrity on your words. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God tonight. This is a personal moment between you and the Holy Spirit. Say, I have decided to follow you, Jesus. I have decided to put your will first in my life. Let your will be the thing that leads me and guides me in all my decisions. In the name of Jesus, talk to him. I have decided to follow you. I have decided to build your righteousness. Build on your righteousness. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me to do this continuously on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Every time. Every time. In all my decisions. 
in all that I do. In the name of Jesus, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord this evening. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. We hope you've been blessed and empowered to transcend new heights of faith and growth. Stay connected with us for more empowering and faith-filled messages. And remember, you are part of a community committed to transformation. Until next time, go forth empowered by God's grace.